3: Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you. Happy to have you with us on this Monday. Brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremation, Robert Fields & Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. And to top off the show, we have some breaking news. We've had this in the fold for a while, but nothing's been official or public knowledge yet. I mean, it may have been last week, but we... Didn't see it until the day that we knew it was happening. But um, I'll read you the tweet that I posted on our talk or on our WRNR underscore sports mix tweet Twitter, excuse me, moments ago. Uh, that is that uh, Berkeley Springs football coach Terry Ray is expected to be hired after a vote as the new head football coach at Washington High School pending vote tonight at tonight's Jefferson County Board of Education meeting. Um uh, there you go, Washington Patriots. New knew Glenn Simpson stepped down at the end of the season. We knew probably roughly a month ago,
4: about three the, weeks. Decision, about three weeks three ago, weeks about, probably. Three. Probably.
3: about three weeks ago, we knew about this decision. Uh, but it won't be official until the voting after at tonight's board meeting for the Jefferson County Board of Education. Which you go on their website, you can watch it on Zoom for uh, free, obviously, uh, but. Interesting hire.
5: Yeah, it is, because he's only had one year of experience as a head coach, and that was last year for Berkeley Springs. So it's an interesting hire when you look at that and the rest of his resume that we were looking at. I believe he's been I believe actually assistant he has coach two at Brook. Was it two years for Terry Ray? He was Berkeley hired Springs? before
4: the 2021
5: season. Okay, so two years. He was only 10 last season, though. So... We'll see how he does at Washington. As we know, it was a uh, down year for them last year after high expectations for Washington themselves back to back five and five years. They were hoping to finally get over that hump, but this year just was unable to do so. So now going with a coaching change will be something to wait and see how it pans out for Washington.
4: Yeah, I think the biggest thing for Washington is can Coach Ray, uh, if he does get named the head coach, can he get more kids committed to the program? You know, right now they have a roster of about 30 to 35 players, and that's not the typical size of a AAA roster in the state of West Virginia. So in order to have success, you really got to bring out your best athletes and get kids interested and committed to playing football. And Washington hasn't been able to do that For whatever reason I think Glenn Simpson did the best With what he had at Washington Um, You know, having a couple 500 seasons uh, Making the playoffs one of those years Even though it was the COVID year He still got them in Um, So There was some success there But even with that consistent You know, 500 record They still weren't getting kids To come out and play football So can he excite the area? Can he excite uh, the school and get people, you know, to rally around this football team. And that's going to be a big part of if he's able to have success. Um, obviously, you know, he's had some success as a coordinator before. He was at Brook High School when they were in the state championship and lost to Martinsburg back in 2010. So he's been a coordinator on some, on some good schools. I believe Weir was the other one as yep. well. So um you know he's he's coached for a long time in high school football. He's just now starting to get into things as a head coach at the varsity level. Um, he does bring that experience to the position, so uh, that is a positive, I suppose, that Washington's looking at, and, and we'll see what Coach Ray can do. But I think that's the really that's the thing that's separating Washington from the rest of the EPAC right now is they just haven't been able to get a typically you know 40 50 man roster that most of these schools have even 60 for some of them 70 even probably uh they're just not getting that at washington and until you do you know injuries are going to happen in football and that's what's really hurt them is they just can't stay healthy and they can't really stay competitive for four quarters because they just don't have enough guys so it's going to be really important uh moving forward i think is can he get more kids excited and coming out and joining the team but uh Certainly an interesting hire, and I, I uh, wish him the best, and hopefully we can get him on the show here soon. Again, this is an
3: expected hire. Has to go through the Washington uh, – or, excuse me, not Washington. Jefferson County Board of Education at the meeting tonight for a vote. But Terry Ray expected to be hired as the next head coach at Washington High School, uh, going after Glenn Simpson, who resigned after this last season. And, uh, you know, he comes from Berkeley Springs, uh, Not a ton of success, obviously, at the AA level, but he's in the Eastern Panhandle. Morgan County's in the Eastern Panhandle, not in the EPAC, obviously, but it's interesting to see what he'll bring to this program at Washington. And, you know, we knew personally from the hiring process, Nick, of, you know, a few things that were going on, and you were alerted of who was hired uh, because our own Travis Smith your color analyst on the Shepherd broadcast was uh, in the running for the position.
4: Yeah, Travis did apply for the position. Uh, that's all I'm really gonna say. I, I don't know yeah. if I want to talk much about what his process was like, but I, you know, that would have been cool to see Travis. But you know, good luck to Coach Ray as well.
5: Yeah, because not only is it Coach Ray, you expect him to bring his own staff yeah. from either Berkeley Springs or from elsewhere. So it's going to be an entire Process and a new environment at Washington. But the reason why it's intriguing to us is, as you said earlier, Berkeley Springs went 0-10 last year. Yeah. Now, no disrespect, obviously, Berkeley Springs says I wouldn't do that. I'm from Berkeley Springs, went there. No disrespect to Coach Ray because I would never had him as a coach, so I don't know his philosophy, but a change after – that is something that kind of intrigues you from the outside looking in.
3: Yeah, I think it would definitely be intriguing. How about this, guys? We'll we'll step aside for our first break, and we come back, we'll talk some EPAC basketball. We'll hear from uh, the winning head coach Friday night as uh, Spring Mills knocked off – I'm talking about Washington. Spring Mills knocked off Martinsburg, 69-63. We'll hear from Coach Samples after this two-minute break. Uh, segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. Again, on the other side of this break, we'll talk E-pack hoops. Hear from head coach of the Spring Cardinals, Luke Samples, uh, from the broadcast on Friday night. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, back in two minutes.
5: Today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you.
1: Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer deaths
0: in the United States each year. But do you know the radon levels in your home? Home is a place to live, love, and laugh, not a place to breathe air containing radon. The Berkeley and Morgan County Health Departments are distributing free confidential radon test kits, and you can get yours at the Berkeley County Health Department office in Martinsburg and the Morgan County Health Department office in Berkeley Springs. Protect your home and family. Get your free radon test kit today.
4: It's the excitement of EPAC basketball on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Fowler, four seconds, Blackwood's corner, three, good! Taken away by Gladney, he on run the court, he'll lay that one up, and in! Yeah, she covered all season long with over 50 games of high school boys and girls hoops.
5: Right Crossover over Fuller, and it's odds. Oh, oh, Bennett back in the face of all! Oh.
2: Right here on your EPAC Sports Leader, WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
3: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WR&R. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you. Happy to have you with us here as we talk some EPAC basketball. We were on the call Friday night for a what was a really good EPAC game, Nick, between Spring Mills and Martinsburg, and uh, it became a historical game for the Spring Mills Cardinals.
4: Yeah, first ever win in the Martinsburg Fieldhouse for the Cardinals uh, an emotional victory. No Keyshawn Cheek in the game due to technical fouls. And then heading into that fourth quarter, Spring Mills had three of its five starters in foul trouble and Caleb Robinson, Jalen Franklin, and Caleb Thomas,
5: and they still found a way to win in a tough, hard-fought game against Martinsburg. And not only win, but come back and win because yeah. they were also down in that at the end of the third quarter.
4: Yeah, so a very emotional win. Um you know, Martinsburg proved that they're going to be a competitive team. I think every single night their record may not end up indicating that, but I think that as a young, talented team, they're going to test you. Uh, but they're just not quite there yet to beat these teams, and I think Spring Mills, the resiliency they were able to show with those guys in foul trouble, seeing guys step up and having to play a bigger role that really haven't done that much over the past couple of years because – they've ran a six seven man rotation so um you know spring mills i'm very impressed with what they were able to do and i was impressed with martinsburg too to fight against the team that was clearly uh more experienced but i think those two teams are going to be really fun to watch because they're both very young and going to continue to get better over the next couple of years and that and the way spring mills took over yeah the, yes. the gym as well you're starting to see that following uh, for the boys team and it's really exciting I it really,
3: really is forward. and you know you look at this game it was a 19-12 game in favor of spring mills after one quarter heading into halftime it was a five point game of spring mills on top 36-31 and then kind of the foul trouble really got was really showing in that third quarter where martinsburg was able to outscore them in the quarter and go up 49-45 and then this is one of the best games you were going to see all across the season in the EPAC. You know, it wasn't that one point ball game that we'll definitely see this year, uh, but it was a heck of a ball game between two teams one that's the up and coming team, and the other that's been there and done that and trying to prove that it still wants to be there in Martinsburg. But the 69 63 final. Uh, Jalen Franklin led the way with 16 points. Austin Davis, who was the starter in place of Keyshawn Cheek, had 15 points. Caleb Robinson, 13 points. Caleb Thomas, 11 points, 10 rebounds, at least five blocks. That's what the, the stats have, but I feel like there was way more than five blocks in that game. DJ Bordley showed out during that third quarter. He had nine points. Max Anderson with five points. Cardinals now 7-1 and one in here. Dylan Bishop on the broadcast caught up with head coach Luke Samples.
1: Coach Sample, Coach... Martinsburg kept it close all the way through, but you guys were able to pull out this win on the road here. How would your team get it done? We guarded, man. In the first half, we just fouled too much. Um, it's, hard to, it's hard to make history, man. It's the first time we ever won here. And I told my guys the whole fourth quarter, man, my guys guarded. They all had four fouls. Everybody guarded without fouling. We have to make free throws. But, I mean, I guess that team, that team's a good team. Um, it's like I said before, um, but we guarded, man. We went back to our half-court defense and just guarded and didn't foul. And obviously you had a big-time uh, group
4: of uh, students and the fans for your school come out here tonight. What did that mean to have almost a,
2: a home court advantage of your own here out, out on in a road game?
1: Yeah, man, I'm getting emotional. Four years ago, four years ago, this is what I dreamed of. And, uh, you know, going to Martinsburg, and you know, we have the home court advantage. We're here. We built the culture, man. We built the family. I'm so proud of those guys. Seniors stepped up. Sophomores stepped up. I, I couldn't be more proud.
4: All right, finally, what do you want your team to take away from this game for the rest of the season?
1: Can we please make free throws, man? Can we please make free throws? We'll finally we make free throws.
4: All right, Coach Sample, thank you very All much. Right. That's you guys. All
3: right, thank you. That was head coach of the Spring Mills Cardinals. Luke Samples, a big win, puts them at 7-1, and 1-0 one, one and oh in the EPAC. And uh, they're the most – them in Hedgesville – Seem to be the most impressive teams thus far. We talk about Jefferson; they're going to hit another gear. But uh, Jefferson fell the other night to Saint Marie Goretti, I believe sixty three fifty six. They're four and three on the season, not what we expected initially. But I mean, they're still all of EPAC play to go. They're one and zero in the conference. But for this Spring Mills team, I think they could be they could be number one in the region.
4: I mean, they have the talent to be one of the top teams in the state of West Virginia this year. But I thought. One thing that was really cool uh, after talking with Coach Samples and when it stood out to me in the game, you know, obviously we knew Keyshawn Cheek was out. So those seniors who have been through the bad years at Spring Mills uh, on the basketball side and have experienced that, you know, they all score in double figures in the win. So uh, while this is a team that, you know, heading into the year, they kind of have these star sophomores that are all very talented. Uh, the seniors are what could be the difference-makers for Spring Mills if they want to be successful in the long term, and those guys have experienced those you know, really tough seasons. So, uh, excellent job by Coach Samples, I think, in that game, and he's doing a great job with that program at Spring Mills. I mean, I think it's going to be a dogfight between them, uh, Hedgesville, and uh, Jefferson, but I still would not count out Martinsburg, and, and even Musselman is right there. And I mean, then Martinsburg what? could be a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to see how Washington improves. But, um, you know, even Musselman I think has potential to do some things like Martinsburg does at times because they've shown uh, talent, just haven't quite put it all together yet.
5: Yeah. yeah, but the fact that Spring Mills finally got a win at Martinsburg and just showed not only how much it meant to the program. But how much it meant to the entire school after the game, In the community, just as a whole. seeing, yeah, the, the yeah. fans, the school, their friends, everybody that was there to support Spring Mills, stuck around and waited for the team to come out of the locker room. And each time somebody opened those doors, it was to a round of applause and cheering from everybody that came out to support that team. And when is the last time we even saw? A regular season game where the opposing team brought cheerleaders to an away game. I feel, I, like, I feel like we only see yeah, that for I feel like in playoffs. See that. I, I feel like we don't typically. When see I was it in high school, I think
4: our cheerleaders regular are, season always came on the bus for basketball and even football. So I don't okay. know why that wouldn't be normal. But
5: I don't know. I, I typically don't remember regular season for basketball. I just remember when it came playoff time that they would make the you trip. Could be maybe right. may, yeah. maybe I'm wrong, but. That just helped the environment in there, as we already said. I mean, the we, student sections going back and forth, the cheerleaders. We had a make, moment where the cheerleaders the tried to backhand springs, other. Yep, I, I remember when the cheerleaders Monday. did that for whenever I was back in high school. And the opposing student sections would literally count out how many times they did back handsprings to make sure that our side was the one that had more. <laughs> and it, it just brought back cool memories of that, and that's what i feel like this area is really missed because we haven't really seen two student sections go at it in a while like that
4: i think some of it had to do with COVID. obviously you know uh attendance was down a little bit but now that we're coming out of the pandemic uh we are starting to see more people in the stands and um it's getting that feel back of pre-2020 uh you know high school basketball and high school sports so hopefully that continues i think it's it's obviously, you know, great to have those experiences in high school of you know fans going at it, people being in the gyms, gyms yeah. packed. Uh, that's really what it's all about, and and that's what you expect in the EPAC when you have pretty much a conference where anybody can beat anybody on any given night. Um, you know, it's a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to the rest of this week. I mean, it just continues this week with Musselman Jefferson tomorrow, and uh, you know Spring Mills. Or I'm sorry Martinsburg Hedgesville. I mean. Hey, it doesn't get bigger than that, right? On Friday, no, that's going to be sure. a fun
3: one. It's going to be a fun one. Speaking of Hedgesville, they beat Mussman fifty to twenty nine. As the Eagles are now nine and two, two and zero in the pack. Appleman fell to one and five, own one in conference play. Um, Hedgesville just got a big uh, numbers on their team. So if they if somebody founds out, they still got a guy.
5: Yeah, they they have depth and they have experience and when you put those two things together that's why we have high expectations for Hedgesville and so far they've met those expectations hopefully they can continue to do so it'll be a tough test when we get to see them Friday night hosting Martinsburg because as we said yeah Martinsburg still got a loss to Spring Mills last Friday but they were in that one it's a young team that will be scrappy and never back down from anybody at all and even though it was a down year last year it may or may not be a down year this year when you look at the overall record for martinsburg still the fact if you beat martinsburg anytime in any sport it's a big accomplishment
3: yeah now over to the girls side we saw muscleman get a win over hedgesville on thursday they had a road trip down to the southern part of the state this weekend. They went 0-2, unfortunately, falling to Logan 29-23 on Friday night, and then 55-23 to to George Washington Saturday. They got another quick turnaround. They take on Jefferson tonight. That should be an interesting contest, guys.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's a Jefferson team that's been kind of up and down, uh, very similar to the boys in, in a lot of ways. I think the boys' team has played some tough competition. I think the girls' team has played some tough competition. They just haven't. Uh, Performed to the ability that we maybe thought they were going to. They were upset by Martinsburg last week, so there's a lot I think riding on this one to see maybe where Musselman stands in the EPAC if they can get a win or keep it close against Jefferson. You got to throw them into the mix here, but if not, um, and it goes the way we would probably expect in the preseason for it to go, then it kind of just is what it is, and it, and it will it will continue though to be Spring Mills's. Conference, I think this year, and, and that's the big takeaway on the girls' side. You know who's going to be that second team that makes it? Maybe Musselman throws their name in the hat.
3: Washington, as well. We talking about Spring Mills. They take they beat part Petersburg on Saturday, 88 to 33. They're now six and zero. They take on four and three Washington tonight. That could be a contest to see maybe the second team in the EPAC.
5: Yeah, I mean, Will <laughs> dramatic Rivera. Pause dramatic run. pause. Because he said Wisconsin. second team, and I'm thinking, but it's Spring Mills. That's the first. So I guess he meant If they're competitive Washington, with Mills, yeah. yeah, if they're competitive so that, with Spring Mills. That's why I paused, was trying to just think about that comment. And, yeah, I agree with it. So will Rivera be back is the question. I know she was out a few games ago. I don't know if she was back uh, Friday. I believe they had a game. I might be wrong. But if she's not, I think Spring Mills Roles, but the obvious intriguing thing to bring to this matchup is the fact that it's a rematch of last year's regional championship. And was a really if Rivera did, is back,
3: they did not it's have redemption a game on for
5: her because she she's the, the one that missed the and, free throws yeah. to potentially send Washington to the state tournament. Instead it was the other way around in overtime for Spring Mills to get there.
3: They did not have a game okay. Friday. They they beat Hedgesville 40 to 28 and then they have a game
5: tonight. And that was the game that she was out. So. Yes,
3: they have tonight, Wednesday. Wait, hold on. Yeah, tonight, Wednesday and Friday. And Saturday they have a tournament at East Fairmont. The East Fair okay. Fairmont Classic this weekend. But they got a busy week cuz they got Spring Mills Jefferson Then they're going and playing at this East Fairmont Classic. That is tough. Two big games this week uh, for what could potentially be second in the EPAC, basically. Yeah. Because, I mean, really, it looks like it's going to be them and Jefferson
4: fighting for number two at this point. But it's so early in the year. But it is so early. Everybody qualifies for the postseason, number one. So, uh, you know, when you get into sectional play, it's it's all going to come down to who wins the section. Like, we can exactly. talk that Spring Mills is, is beating everybody by, you know, 30, 40 points. But if for some reason they just have a really off night in section play, then, hey, it's one one win and you're out or one loss and you're out. Exactly. So, I mean, anything could happen. While we Any think that night. these teams are maybe that the, their talent is there for them to be toward the top, you know, Washington could go in this week and, and lose both of those games and then still end up, being the other team that makes it out or they could win both those games and still end up on the outside looking in so that's kind of the the craziness of west virginia high school basketball and that's why uh while we definitely are going to put weight into the games at the time it really doesn't matter until we get into the sectional play that's when it's going to be the most interesting and that's what will determine who advances to charleston
3: yeah, I would tend to agree with you on that. And uh, one final score from the weekend, Hedgesville girls fell to Kaiser 46-25. to 25. Looking at this week, Nick kind of mentioned it already, tomorrow we'll be at Jefferson for Musselman, Jefferson and boys basketball. Then Thursday we're at, he- we're at Martinsburg for Hedgesville at Martinsburg. Then Friday, Martinsburg at Hedgesville boys. So that's our week this week in broadcast. And uh, next week I believe will be a busy week. Uh, we'll have a Saturday game as well. But that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just supply and store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and it's family-owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. Go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk college hoops and preview the national championship in college football. That's set for tonight. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, back in two minutes. Hey,
5: one lift, you're right.
0: You've put up with your water long enough. It's time for Sunset Water Services, your local water solution since 1989, to fix your water problems. Get better tasting, better smelling, and better looking water today. Say hello to drinking your own delicious water for pennies per gallon. Say yes to healthier skin and hair and to softer and brighter clothes. Sunset Water Services delivers your bags of salt to you, so they'll save your back too. And our products come with a one-year satisfaction guarantee. Call 304-754-9031 for a free water quality test today. Sunsetwater.com.
3: welcome back to this edition of the sports mix on talk rated WRnR and TV 10 Spencer Nick and Colin hanging out with you we'll talk some Shepherd hoops in this segment as well as WV hoops and the national championship game from college football set for tonight but looking at Shepard uh, we'll talk men's first uh, the men's team got a 57-50 win on Saturday over Millersville back in the win column after two straight losses now seven and six on the season four and three in the conference and three and four at home Nick
4: yeah, good, good to see uh, Shepard get back in the win column um, against a decent Millersville team after that disappointing loss last week, uh, earlier in the week. So, a bounce back win for Shepard, something that we said heading into that game on uh, Friday that, you know, in order for Shepard to have a chance to qualify for the PSAC tournament, they got to find win- ways to win these close games. They did that on Saturday. Hopefully, it continues for the Rams. Uh, Daniel McLean-Corley leads the way with 17 points, so he continues to play well. Uh, Shepard has some talent. Hopefully they can now start to put wins together uh, in order to separate themselves in, in the PSAC. Yeah, 10 and ten
3: points apiece for Aiden Hughley and Phillip Jordan. Uh, Stefan Marcel, 27 minutes on the day, just had 7 points, but he's a young guy that's kind of shown some flash.
4: I like him. You know, comes from Washington, D.C., stands at about 6'7", I believe. So, you know, good young kid, uh, gets rebounds, can shoot from the perimeter. I really like Marcel's potential. Uh, I think he'll get continue to get better under Coach Namalik, and hopefully um, they might have found something there and uh, definitely have, have some talented guys on the roster. Like I said, I think there's potential for this team to do some things and compete in the conference. It's just will they – able to be consistent throughout a whole game and and finish games and they still are a very young team Uh, even though they return a lot from last year there's just one senior on the roster so yeah the potential is there for Shepard, and can they put it together here and, and really start to turn things around and get those more wins in a row and get above 500 and continue that now that they're above 500 you have a chance to do so
3: yeah and moving over to the women's they fell 69 56 to millersville but believe, were they in the lead at the end of the third quarter? I know that they were trailing by seven late. Or maybe that was it. And then... 23 uh, plus 19 is 43. I'm trying to calculate this off the top of my head. Oh, no. That 25 plus the 18. I think it would have been tied going into the fourth quarter. 18 plus 25 is what? Carry the one.
5: 18 plus 43? 25 is 43, yep.
3: Thank and you. then 23 plus 19 is... 42? So they were down by one, 43-42 headed into the fourth quarter, he but they it. got outscored 26-14 to
4: 14 in the final quarter. The box score didn't just say the scores at the end of each quarter?
3: No, it says the scores in each quarter. Ah. Individual, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then well, it has the total of 69-56. They got outscored by 12 in the final quarter, so they were down by one. Yeah, I could have just done it like that, but I'd made it way harder for myself. <laughs> Megan Shipley led the way with 14, Kendall Haggerty at 13-9 for Madison Mertz. We did not see Cindy Boyle's return to the lineup, which could have been crucial. Also, we praised Aubrey Austin about her performance, and then she didn't give many shots up in the next game. She went 0 for one from the field, 0-1 from three, but had three rebounds in a game as well an assist for the Rams in 17 minutes of play. So she's obviously still adjusting to the Shepherd style yeah. of play.
4: Yeah, and I again, uh, before Spencer did his math equations, um, they were down by seven at one point in the fourth quarter uh, and then had to foul to try to stay in the game and then obviously ended up losing the way they did. So it was the closest Shepard's been to a win this season is kind of the perception I got uh, yeah. without being there um but again they they lose again so we'll see if they can can continue to get better um you get sydney bulls back i still think that maybe they could get a win here soon but it's going to take a lot i mean we've said it all the time it's a very uh kind of thrown together team and, and they're doing their best so continue to support them hopefully they get better and can find a way to get a win here soon
3: yeah, both teams are at Mercyhurst on Wednesday. It's an odd time, though. Eleven thirty a.m. contest for the women of bullying. Shepherds' favor. A one p.m. Yeah, one one thirty p.m. tip off for the men's team. WVU basketball. They fell now to zero and three to start Big Twelve play. Uh, fell in the number three Kansas seventy six to sixty two. Colin was hyping up that that the. Uh, the,
5: the um they were playing at home, I felt yeah. like it maybe would have the environment to kind of give this team some confidence that they've really been lacking, and that confidence was not there again. This team has no confidence and seems like when they go out onto the floor in a team that was really explosive offensively the start of the season shooting close to fifty percent per game as really kind of just fell off when it comes to field goals, only shooting 35% against Kansas. And then the the three-point game has just been non-existent since the Big 12 season has started for WVU. Another terrible night beyond the arc, 4 of 20 at 20% is unacceptable. And that's really been the difference for WVU because the past three games, that's kind of where they've been at beyond the arc i'm trying to just double check this now going to the box score against oklahoma state yeah five of 18 so 27.8 percent and that loss and then against kansas state it was another bad night from beyond the arc at four of 18 so when the average is 20 25 percent somewhere in that range beyond the arc you're not going to win games
4: yeah and i mean now wvu again you know, they fall to 0-3. When do, are they going to get a win in conference play? Yeah. Because you're playing in, like we say all the time, the toughest conference in men's college basketball. And it doesn't get easier. You still have teams like Texas. You Texas, got Tech Baylor in schedule. two days. Uh, yeah, Baylor's coming up. 19 Baylor so, on Wednesday. You know, the good thing is I think that's another home game for the Mounders. Yeah. Yes. So at least you are playing at home. You don't have to make that long trip. but. We knew when they started 0 and 2 against Oklahoma State and Kansas State, you know, two teams that we thought they would at least be competitive with, and they were. Uh, that it was going to be very tough to pick up these Big 12 wins, and we knew Kansas would be tough, but maybe playing at home, you can keep it close and pull it out late in a major upset. That didn't happen. So Bob Huggins really has to look at his group and try to figure out something that goes in their favor. I think they're shooting too many threes if they, you know, can't shoot above thirty percent. So they really gotta try to maybe work the ball inside more, uh get back to press Virginia, force some turnovers, something. do something that that gives you a spark uh and an advantage. Because right now West Virginia hasn't found that extra edge to beat these top tier teams. They're able to beat some some middle tier teams early in the year they beat Pitt. Uh but maybe Pitt's gotten better. I mean They were competitive with a few other good teams. They beat Florida, but those teams are both having down years as well. So it was a team that we had a hard read on heading into the year or heading into conference play because they had some quality wins, but those wins were maybe not as quality as they would be in a normal year. So it's hard to look at West Virginia right now, but they are struggling and hopefully they can figure some things out. I mean, the one thing you do have going for you is the Hall of Fame head coach Bob Huggins. Has yeah. he turned this team around? Has because he been playing great basketball?
5: He said at the end of last year that he was going to fix this, and at the start of this year it seemed like that was the case. It was a 10-2 and two start before Big 12 play, and now they're sitting at 10-5 and five without a conference win, and the chances of going to March Madness again don't seem too good at the start of this.
3: Yeah, they do not seem too good. I believe we'll have the game for you on Talk Radio WRNR, 106.5 FM AM, 740 Wednesday, 7 p.m. tip, 6 p.m. pregame from the Mountaineer Sports Network. We'll turn our attention to the national championship game, college football playoff national championship game tonight at 7.30 on the ESPN family of networks and ABC, I believe. On ABC, you can tune into an ESPN tune into the broadcast, the regular broadcast, but they got a multitude of different broadcast on the other ESPN family of networks, but it's number three Georgia versus number three TCU versus number one Georgia, Georgia favored by 13 in this contest from SoFi stadium in California.
4: I mean, TCU has been disrespected since they they, uh, were even talked about making the playoff. People thought, uh, how do you give this TCU team a playoff spot? And then they go in and they uh, pull off an upset over Michigan and now they're still being disrespected with a 13-point. Now I understand. I mean, Georgia is, is an NFL defense with how many guys they have on that side of the ball that are expected to be drafted. Uh, they have a Heisman nominee at quarterback in Stenson Bennett who is just a really good you know, uh, game manager that can do a lot of good things at times and, and has the ability to explode and, and throw the ball like he did the other night against Ohio State. So i'm just hoping for another good game i mean so far the playoff has been pretty entertaining which hasn't always been the case uh i am rooting for tcu i think that'd be cool to see them get yeah. the upset they're not a blue blood of college football um which i guess it doesn't really exist maybe it's more like a red blood i don't know because you got like That's georgia true. and alabama but you know what i mean like <laughs> they're not like a top yeah. tier program necessarily they've had their success but uh, certainly haven't really been a national championship contender. So Max Duggan, he's a tough guy. Um, you love his leadership. Uh, his, his post-game press conference after they lost the Big 12 championship, I thought it was pretty emotional and really showed the kind of kid he is. So I'm rooting for TCU, but I do think it makes sense for Georgia to be favorites in this game. But TCU's been the underdog all year long. Can they uh, pull it off? It'd be a great story. Could Georgia repeat?
5: Yes, but it's hard not to go for an underdog when you're a yeah. neutral, right? That's what all neutral fans want to see is a good underdog, and that's exactly what TCU has been this entire season. They had they weren't in the top 25 to start the year. I think it was like plus 200 or plus 2,000, something like that odds for them to so win yeah, the national championship, something crazy like that. Now here they are again in the national championship as – 13 point underdogs, which is crazy for a national championship. I was looking at an article, stumbled upon it again, and talked a little bit about it with Rob this morning. The last, there have been three times since the BCS era that there has been double digit favored teams. And out of those three times, only one actually won that game alabama in 2012 alabama against notre dame when they demolished notre dame but the other two times it was florida state who was favored by i think 10 against i believe oklahoma okay 2001 i think it was and it was a 13-2 game florida state lost and then the other was 2003 Miami was favored by 11 and lost in double overtime in that national championship. Right, to
4: Ohio State.
5: To Ohio State. So, should be a fun one tonight though. Yeah. Pick TCU, right? Yeah, I, We're
4: all
3: going to go with P T C U TCU so. in this one cuz that's who I well, pick. Well, I think
4: Georgia's going to win, but I'm, I I want to see TCU win. All right. Yeah. I'm I mean, picking both teams.
3: <laughs> you don't really have a I'm clear Picking pick. TCU. All right, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford, and Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We'll be back after this to wrap things up. Talk NFL. We'll wrap up the season for the Commanders, Steelers, and uh, preview the playoffs for the Ravens and more coming up. after. And talk about Knicks bowling on Saturday. Talk about that after this two minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix. I'll talk right at WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes.
0: Remember when you were a little kid and saw your first deer? Oh, how cute. As an adult, maybe you've had a different experience. Where'd that come from? Bambi mess up your dream machine? Call Cody's Auto Body today at 304 901 4777 and get the work done right the first time. Cody's Auto Body, 851 Wilson Street in Martinsburg, has a team of auto body professionals with a lifetime of experience putting your ride back, regardless of how it got that way. Cody's Auto Body.
5: With over 25 years of experience, Harry Situation Salon for Dogs provides express service, meeting your small and medium-sized dog is fresh and fluffy within 90 minutes. Harry Situation Salon for Dogs is located off Rockcliffe Drive in Martinsburg, and online at harrysituationsdogs.com. Hours of operation are 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday by appointment only. To schedule an appointment, call 703-338-3152. We hope to see you and your furry friends soon.
3: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin are here with those segments sponsored in part by the Marriott Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Phil McCoy, you can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer, Nick, and Colin obviously here with you hanging out for the next nine minutes, the final nine minutes of today's edition of the sports mix and uh, commanders and Steelers wrapped up their seasons yesterday. Colin, the NFL went to a night a 18 game you know 17 game. No.
4: 17. 17
3: game with 18 weeks, excuse number? me. Math. And the commanders somehow wound up five hundred. The NFL said we're going to try it, so teams can't go five hundred. And the commanders somehow made it five hundred. They got a twenty-six to six win over the Dallas Cowboys. Dak did not look like himself, but the commanders finished the season eight eight and one. Sam Howell experiment started yesterday. wasn't the worst thing ever. 11 of 19, 169 yards, a touchdown, an interception through the air. He had five carries, 35 yards, averaging seven each run. And uh, he had a touchdown on the ground with a lot of Washington players not playing. Jared Patterson had led the way, 17 carries, 78 yards on the ground. Terry McLaurin, three catches, 74 yards, and the first touchdown of Sam Howe's career, in which he did get back. The NFL, the, the Red, the commander's equipment staff got it back for him. And then when he got the rushing touchdown, he sure got it too. Like well, that's McLaurin because he
5: knew to, be. to keep that one. Terry McLaurin. No,
3: Terry McLaurin got it for him.
5: Oh, he got the rushing yeah. touchdown one for him too? Yeah. Because I know the one that he threw to Terry, Terry immediately just chucks into the stands and he's kinda of been notorious for that. He did that uh Yeah. That's what he likes to do, but last year he, yeah. with his I think when he got his a thousand yards or something. Yeah. What was it?
3: I think it was the a thousand
5: yards. Something. Kendall like Fuller
3: that. with a pick six in the ball game. What the commanders are done for the year? Calling top three needs for the commanders this offseason.
5: new owner, <laughs> quarterback, offensive coordinator, or offensive line. Which now, one do mine, you
3: go with? Mine is new owner, kicker, and quarterback. Because uh, Joey Sly proved yesterday he's not the kicker that the commanders need. Uh, but again, twenty six to six, the win for the commanders over the, the Cowboys.
4: One that did serve. What? He's not the kicker they need, but he's the one they deserve.
3: No, he's the, they need a better kicker. Steelers wrap up the year with a 28-14 to victory. They go 9-8 and eight on the season. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. They get the win over the Browns. Wrap up the season there. Good on them. Uh, the Ravens, excuse me, they fall to the Bengals 27-16. Uh, so the Bengals will host next week, so they'll play each other back-to-back weeks. And uh, hopefully Lamar back in next week's game, Nick.
4: I'm – Leaning toward more optimism with the fact that the NFL put this as the Sunday night game, I feel like if he was not returning, this doesn't have that much appeal as a Sunday night. I mean, every game is in prime time because they're all by themselves. But you'd think that the Ravens would get, you know, like a Saturday game if uh, Lamar Jackson wasn't expected to play. So I'm very hopeful. If not, I don't see them beating the Bengals. But I do like some of the things that – happened in yesterday's game from the fact that the Ravens held the Bengals to just 55 rushing yards, uh, right around 2.5 yards a carry. Um, If they can do that and and have some production on offense, but the only way they're going to get production on offense is if Lamar Jackson's out there. But even with the guys they had yesterday, it wasn't terrible considering the fact that they had four turnovers, had a few opportunities here and there. Anthony Brown was your starting quarterback. Mark Andrews was out. J.K. Dobbins was out. Gus Edwards gets hurt very early in the game. So most of your offensive production is sitting on the bench with either injuries or just being out because the Ravens really had no chance to really improve their playoff spot besides winning, the Chargers losing, and uh, winning a coin toss. It was like a 6% chance that all those (laughs) things would go in their favor. So I think it was the smart move by Coach Harbaugh knowing that they're going to play the Bengals again this week. The Ravens came in there, and they were a pretty physical team, and uh, you know gave a good effort. And I hope that Lamar Jackson can play. If he can play, I think it's a game that's really a fifty-fifty toss. If he doesn't play, um, you know obviously you got to go to Cincinnati. They've been rolling right now. It's still going to be a very tough task because it's the first week back for Lamar since a apparently very significant knee injury. So how much of him will be him? It's another big question mark, but um, I'm excited for these playoff games. I think there's a lot of good matchups, so it should be a fun weekend.
5: I agree, and just to keep on the Ravens, yes, it's an injury, so I get the side of he's injured, that's why you don't want to pay him, right? Injury issues kind of hesitate somebody to get the bag, but at the same time, it's a little surprising that they haven't paid him because of what you've seen due to the injury to Lamar of what this offense is without him. Yeah. I feel like. That I feel like actually almost I think, makes it way more to the fact that he should be paid because the guys that you have currently behind him are horrible compared yeah. to him. I mean yeah. twenty eight points per game is the average with Lamar in. And it's nowhere near that. But will he be out? able to stay in? I
4: mean, this has been exactly. back-to-back That's years issue. where he's missed the last month of the season uh, due to an injury. How can you give him a fully guaranteed contract like he wants? Because he wants the, the Sean Watson contracts. So I think the... Reasonable solution for the Ravens is they can still give him top dollar if that's what he wants with a franchise tag. This you is get $46 million on a
3: one-year deal. How about we table this conversation to another day when we have more time to discuss this topic? Or know
4: how the Ravens season ends. If they go on yeah. to win the Super Bowl, he's going to get $800 million and yeah. the team will suck for the next 15 years. But it will be okay because they won the Super Bowl. All right, let's table that
3: talk. Two coaches fired so far. Lovey Smith out last night as the Texans head coach. Kind of questionable uh, even that they added him as their head coach because they're already outing him a year later. What did you expect him to do with the team that they had and the money he they had, had and the situation the they were dealt with? And then Cliff Kingsbury out. This breaking news about an hour ago, he's out as the Cardinals head coach after the 4-13 and season. GM has also resigned as well. We'll take a look at the playoff matchups on Saturday at 4-30. It will be Seahawks and 49ers. And then at 8-15, Chargers and Jaguars Sunday at 1 p.m. Dolphins, Bills, 4-30 p.m. Giants, Vikings, Nick already mentioned the 8-15 game on NBC between uh, the Ravens and Bengals. And then Super Wild Card Weekend wraps up next Monday. Cowboys and Buccaneers. But as we wrap up this edition of the Sports Mix, uh, we did a bowling fundraiser for the Martinsburg Bulldog baseball team on Friday, Saturday, excuse me. And uh, shout out to Coach Byler and everybody else put that on. It was a great fundraising event. But we had some interesting. We weren't using regular bowling balls, Nick.
4: No, we were duck pin,
3: duck pin bowling. Nick had a funny thing that uh, our fourth person in our uh, on our lane was uh, Ethan Greenfield, who is Trip Tobin's brother-in-law, also assistant coach for the Post 14 Hornets. And uh,
4: he posted it on Facebook. Can we talk about Nick's gutter ball with the rails up? Look. Ethan, you're a baseball guy, right? Sometimes you hit the backstop. Sometimes, you know, you don't you miss everybody. You don't hit the catcher, okay? You get a bad release, and things go a little (laughs) unplanned. For me, it was a bad release on the duck pin bowling. Went over the railing. It happens to the best of us, right?
3: All right. For Nick, Colin, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow on another another edition of the sports mix.
2: Listening to 106.5 FM and 740 AM. Talk Radio WRNR. Martinsburg, Carnesville, Ranson.